This is the MyMac Podcasting Network. MyMac Podcast 343 with special guest Bill Palmer from Beatweed Magazine. You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. And welcome to the MyMac Podcast, number 343, with a certain Guy Searle and myself, Mr. Gazmaz. Guy, are you there? Uh, I'm here somewhere. I'm, I'm looking around. This, I mean, the room that I, that you know, my wife calls this room the man cave, because it's like just filled to the brim with testosterone-laden stuff. I've got my long comic book boxes over here and my, my bookshelf with all of my, you know, Graphic novels and and tech books and and don't don't talk to me about graphic novels, please. I really don't want to know. <laughs> well, she she doesn't come in here very often. <laughs> she doesn't want to. <laughs> I don't blame her. I really don't blame her. How are you doing so, this week, Gaz? I'm doing very. I'm a little bit tired, if I'm honest, because um, my sister got married over the weekend. Oh, congratulations! So uh, yeah, it was uh, quite a busy weekend, and uh, I think I'm think I'm pretty much recovered now, but I still think. <laughs> Still have, a little bit tired, but did, there you did go. Did you have a bit to drink? N- no, I, y- yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, lie to me. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, Sunday Sunday was, um, yes, tired. <laughs> <laughs> and, and all I got from my daughters who were um, bridesmaids and, uh-huh. and, my, and my wife was, Ah, well. (laughs) Should have known, should have known. (laughs) Good time was had by all. Well, usually weddings are like that. Yeah. So it's it's rarely an actual festive occasion for the actual bride and groom because they got so much going on. It's more a party for everybody else. Yeah, that's right. right. (laughs) I think they enjoyed it, though. Okay, well, that's good. Where are they going for their honeymoon? Um, they're going off some islands off uh, of Africa. They did tell me. I can't remember what it was. There. It's not. Um, it's not the Canary Islands, but there's another set of islands just between the Canary Islands and and Africa. So I'll I'll dig it out and I'll tell you later. Okay, yeah, no big deal. <laughs> told you I was tired. <laughs> How tired are no? Let's not even go there. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> let's not go there. Okay. So, yeah. Well, why don't you uh, start us off on the MyMac stuff? Uh, okay, over on the MyMac.com website, we have a review from Scott Wilsey uh, for Log Me In Free and Log Me In Ignition. So uh, go take a look. And also, Scott is like all over the map on this week's this week's episode. Uh, Pocket Size Podcast number nine, Find My iPhone by yeah. Scott, Scott Wilsey. Wilsey. Yeah, which I think we were kind of missing last week. Well, we, 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 we had tears coming down our eyes. We said, <laughs> Where are you, Scott? And then it suddenly he pops up. So, uh, And after that, we've got a review from Elisa. You say Pacelli and I say Pacelli. <laughs> yes? Yeah, I love it. Anyway, <laughs> in Telescanner... Um, Soho, which I suppose is small office, home office, uh, and that's a review. So it's a little scanner. Yep. And John Nemorowski writes about a product that I do personally own and, and like very much, the Compass Mobile Stand for the iPad. It's a review. 
by John yep. Numeroski. Yeah, that looks pretty neat, actually. And, it is. Uh, it really is a nice device. Yeah, and uh, somebody else has a review on their website, but we'll be talking to that gentleman in a little while. Yep. Um, then we have the uh, tech fan number 24 with guest who's a best-selling author. Uh, and I listened to this. It's quite an in-depth um, uh, interview with him, with Richard Phillips. Yeah, uh, this, and the, the little bit that um, that David and Tim were doing in the beginning of the show is pretty enjoyable as well. Mm, mm. Oh, caught yeah, you, caught you in mid-drink, I didn't I? I wasn't, I wasn't missing that out on purpose, you know. <laughs> I know, but I caught you in mid-drink, didn't I? Well, as you were talking, I thought I might as well have a drink. <laughs> and then I stopped abruptly. <laughs> Screwed you all up. Get uh, on with it. Next up from Mike Breed, Star Walk for iPad Review. And just based on the picture in the site, it that looks like it's really, really cool. And, well, and yeah, it's I cheap, think it's too, $2.99 or four ninety nine. Four ninety nine, yeah, for the for the iPad. Yeah. I yeah. That uh, that picture alone's worth that money, I think. Yeah. And, and and pocket size podcast rocks. That's the pocket size podcast from Scott Wilsey number ten. Yeah, we we need to get some kind of some kind of like little thing for Scott with how much he he does here lately. Yeah, yeah. yeah we need we'll one think. for John Nemo too. John, send us something in something weird like five or six seconds, and and we'll play it every time we we have one of your things come up. That's a good idea. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Uh, we got we got some feedback this week. Did we? Yep, yep. From, uh, <laughs> as from, if I didn't know. As if you didn't know, right. Uh, from from everyone's uh, – I, I would like uh, – is he from the States or is he from the UK, Mark Shepard? No, he's from the States. Uh, well, because he is, he is definitely a nitwit. <laughs> we, as a matter of fact, just before we started the show, <laughs> Gaz, you, you say it. You tell him, Gaz. Well, basically, just before I started the show, I, I, I put out a, a quick note on Twitter just to say that um, – uh, I was going to be joining with uh, yourself uh, to record uh, this week's podcast. <laughs> and a few minutes later, Mark, he's a great guy. He's yeah. absolutely a great guy. He came straight back and went, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. With a great <laughs> big smile at the end. And I, did also, I did also have a, a response from uh, A. McShane as well saying, Gazmaz, put him in his place this well, week. Don't you always? Fun. Uh, n- no. Well, yes. Some, usually. Yes. Usually. Yes. Okay, I do. Well, the, uh, the the Twitter that we have here, the notes from Mark Shepard, says, listening to the MyMac.com podcast with uh, <laughs> Guy and Gaz, hide your kids, hide your wives. <laughs> Excellent advice. <laughs> what makes you say that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And then we had from uh, Jolly Jap. Um, you say from- Jolly Jap. I say Jolly Jap, you big yank tank. Yeah, you should have said that really, shouldn't you? Yeah, well, it's okay. Never mind. Um, <laughs> it says from the official MyMac Twitter, um, sorry, from the official MyMac podcast, Twitter Pitter, Gaz Cynic, you should never let the truth get in the way of a good story. That's in relationship basically to a um, a tweet he put out and I responded saying that, you know, I was a little bit cynical about it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, honestly, I, that has always been, I, and I got this, I got this from, from my mother who also Never let the truth get in the way of a good story. Um, <laughs> she had a tendency to, oh, let's go with exaggerate. Some people may say lie. I, I like to think of it as an exaggeration. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just just to, to, to pump the story up a little bit. So that's always kind of been my philosophy as well. However, the term PETA, P-I-T-A, this kind of confuses me. Do you have any idea what that could mean? Yes, I, I, I know exactly what it means. It means pitta bread. And I oh, like bread. Oh. Oh, I'm mm. quite happy. Yeah. However, 
there is another meaning for it. Oh, is there? Mm-hmm. Uh, pain in the ass? Oh, that can't be me. No, no. Oh, no, that's... I, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's jolly, what he's called. It's that's jolly, jolly Jap. Jap. Jolly Jap, Jap yeah. Jap, Jap. Jap, Jap. <laughs> Get a grip. Man. Okay. Uh, well, from, from A. McShane, who we mentioned a little while ago, uh, yep. to all of us, uh, Jedi podcasters buying my first mic using a Mac Mini and iPad for mobility. Any suggestions on type? Now, here in the, the, the Google document that, that Gaz and I share to, to kind of put the notes together for the show, I went into this big, long explanation about the different types of microphones, omnidirectional, supercardioid, and Gaz came back with, look, just go ahead. Say, yeah, so so you've put a couple of sentences in there doing a very good explanation of all the sort of stuff. And I went, geez, guy, just advise a headset. I'd go for a Plantronics. The poor guy doesn't want rhythm and verse on mics. <laughs> and, plus, plus, I did note out that, that I didn't think that the iPad would be able to power one of the mics that you were mentioning either. So uh, re- really, um, we, we really need to know from uh, Mr. McShane whether he's looking for a mic for both devices. Because if he is... I would go for a you know a smaller uh, headset and then you know just yes. see how he gets along exactly. with that and then yeah. if he wants more advice on uh, more technical stuff then well we've got a piece for another week. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I will mention the two microphones that that I yeah. talked about. Yeah, One was do. Samson's CO3U, and you know, these are both USB based microphones, and, and that is a good mic. And that's that the one I mic. use. That's the one I yeah. use here on the show. Yeah. And there's another one that I, I haven't used or seen personally but has gotten really really good reviews and that's audio technica's at 2020 usb and that's under 100 bucks on amazon and now i did try to use the co3u with the ipad using GarageBand, and it it did record but i i really didn't like the way it sounded and i think you'd be better off with you know like a plantronics headset or or just some kind of um non-powered dynamic microphone yeah, I'd, I'd go for the DSP range, the Plantronics DSP range, and just see if you can get one. I mean, the one I I used to use, I don't use it anymore, but it you know it still comes out of the uh, the the drawer occasionally for usage. Is um, was a Plantronics seven fifty, the SP seven fifty, or, or Dot Audio seven fifty, um, and I got it off eBay secondhand. So it was well, no, actually it wasn't secondhand, but it was a, a cheap new sale if you know what I mean. So yeah, obviously it was exactly. an older version. So, you know, it all depends what you're trying to do. And um, yeah. I've always had, uh, you know, good results with uh, with headsets. And in fact, when I was in Nashville, I was recording on a uh, a collapsible uh, Plantronics um, uh, or Dot Audio uh, 400, I think the version is. Uh, and that, that uh, wraps down into a really small little device. So uh, was that USB but, or or was that? Yes, yes. Everything, um, everything. All the mics I've ever used so far have, have always been USB. Okay. Well, I, I have a. Uh, I don't have a Plantronics headset, but I do have a Logitech headset. Right. And using the um, let me put this away. Using the i iPad connection kit, I plug that directly in. Use you know through USB. Yep. Work yep. like a charm. Yeah, I think I think they do. I think you know, it's if you if you need anything with power, then obviously the iPad's going to struggle. But uh, those um, straight USB headsets should should work a treat. And I, I've done a few recordings on the iPad with them. Okay, um, with a headset. So yeah. So that's that's our long rambling advice. <laughs> what else, what else we got, guys? 
Um, we got something from Andy Zumo one, um, who's looking for recommendations for a Mac delete or uninstall apps. Um, he's mentioned app zapper, app delete, Hazel app cleaner or clean up. Um, now for me, I, I personally tend to stick with Hazel. Um, I just, uh, put, um, anything into my, um, recycle bin um or trash can um i suppose i should call it trash can not recycle bin because that's windows isn't it um, um but basically I'll, I'll put anything in there and i've got hazel to run periodically but there is an option in hazel to um if you put an application in there for it to go looking for any associated files and it seems to do a jar you know as good a job as anything else but i must admit that there are times when it's really quite satisfying to get App Zapper open, drop an application in there and run it and to hear the very satisfying sound that it creates. Oh, what does it do? Well, it, oh, you're going to ask me to do it now, aren't you? No, 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 no. no. It just, basic, does, it, does it do like a zap noise? Yeah, it does a zap noise and gets rid of it and it's really quite satisfying. <laughs> that is cool. That's kind of like the first time I saw the, the, the genie smoke effect pulling something out of the dock. It was like, oh yeah yeah <laughs> you know these these little visual cues it's, that, that don't right. really mean anything and, well, and got, don't I've, affect I've, how well the app works no that's right i've got a, a <laughs> i've got an application and actually it's the application that got me into podcasting um but that's another story i think i've mentioned it before and it's called disco and it's a dvd oh, yeah. cd burning yeah. app and it has smoke coming out of the top of the app i mean it it doesn't help the process one bit but as you say visually it is very satisfying yeah yeah and you can just kind of sit there and it, it's almost like the opposite of a progress bar because the progress bar actually tells you you know okay this is where i am in the process yeah. where all these yeah. other things are just like hey yeah. look at me over here look don't, what don't. i'm doing don't I look good? Yeah. Anyway, Ooh. anyway, back back to Andy. Any of those I think would do do the job. If you've got any already, great. Um, but you know, if you if you're looking for one, certainly I've used App Zapper and App Delete uh, and Hazel on a regular basis. Um, I haven't used App Cleaner or Clean App, um, but uh, those first three certainly do the job. But I'm sure all of them were equally um, do the job as well. And we also have some feedback from email from Reb. Uh, the G-Men, I was listening to episode 340 and had a comment about the new iPad 2. We have a 2.4 gigahertz white, MacBook, Mac, uh, white <clears throat> MacBook that runs great, but it's starting to show its age. We use our MacBook while sitting on the couch to read emails and look up stuff on IMDb. That's the... Uh, uh, internet movie database and I chat yep. with the family. Plus I use it for network and computer management stuff. When I travel, I know the iPad will never do the things that a MacBook will do. And I am okay with that. Now I, I jumped in here, didn't I? Cause I, yeah. I said that the, the iPad, that's exactly what we do use the iPad for, you know, sitting on the couch and doing all those. So those things. And I think it's so much better, um, for doing that process. Cause yeah, you know, I agree. just just having a laptop open on your lap when you're just you kind of you know comfortably sitting on the settee it's it's just easy for the iPad <laughs> comfortably numb however uh, well network wanna... and computer management stuff i don't think uh you would do on an iPad i guess you could <laughs> if it was if it was uh uh web based sorry i missed that guy what are you have you got you, uh, no i was no no i was talking about he you know because he says he uses the macbook also for network and computer management stuff when he travels 
Well, well, yeah. I mean, but to be yet, yeah, which is more difficult, obviously, on the iPad. I was, I was really talking about the emails. Oh, and I know the IMDb know. stuff. But I actually use the iPad to um, uh, screen share with uh, any of the other Macs that are open, just to start. You know, if I need to start any processes going. You know, that's something we should talk about. Not, I mean, not this week, but that, I think that's a good subject to talk about. How you yeah, can, absolutely. You yeah, know, screen share with other computers in your house with the iPad. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm I mean, I, screen sharing full stop. I think is a good subject. So we'll get onto that. Yeah. Anyway, should, shall I read the next? The yeah, next yeah. Go ahead. He says, "On to our dilemma." Uh, we thought long and hard about buying an iPad or an iPad two to replace our MacBook. The iPad has an amazing screen. The minimal weight, the simplicity of it, makes us really want one. But there is one major glitch with the iPad. And because of this, I will not touch either one of them with a 10-foot pole until they fix it. Quite harsh there, but, you know, yeah, he's, well, he's if, got his if, thought. And if you have a handy 10-foot pole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so underlined, he said, it can't switch users. If I buy an iPad and set it up with my emails and go to my favorite websites and have my wall, uh, wallpaper screen apps and folders set the way I want them, my wife is basically... Sol, it says. Well, S O L. Oh, S O L. Yeah, it's yeah. She can't read (laughs) excrement out of luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. (laughs) She can't read her emails. uh, Go to her favorite websites. uh, Have her wallpaper screen apps and uh, folders set to her liking. Why can't Apple iOS switch users like it does on our MacBook? Is this an impossible feat? Apple would have. Um, would not have to really work that hard at it. Uh, just a couple of quick lines of code and whammo, multiple users. It's funny. I, uh, well, and he, he goes on and says, until Apple comes out with an iOS update to fix this major glitch, I will not buy either of them. Uh, keep up the great work. Uh, you've set the bar very high on high podcast production. <laughs> I listen, I listen, yeah, he, does, he doesn't hear what goes on behind it. Does yeah. he? Um, I listen to about 10 different podcasts and you guys are the best. Uh, when it comes to production quality, well, thank you, uh, thank you very much. But you can thank Guy for most of that because he does all the work in the background. I'll say so. the reason I wanted to read that out, Guy, was because you know that was a thank you to you as well. <laughs> well, if uh, it, um, if anyone has heard any of the times that I've tried to do this podcast <laughs> by myself, uh, they they would know they would know that uh, without Gaz, this this show. Oh, would, come on, I'm being sick. Be... Now. Get on with it. Okay, okay. <laughs> Um, well, I do have sort of an answer for him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, at least for now, I mean, we'll see what happens with iOS 5, but the iPad is a single-user device, and you know that's basically the way Apple has it set up. Uh, I do have a, a relatively easy solution for your email problem, though it'll take some setup on your part, and that's to create a new Google email account, one for you, one for your wife or significant other, uh, for however many email accounts you use or want to view on the iPad, forward all the mail from those other accounts to the Gmail one that you just set up. Uh, make a bookmark to that Gmail account in Safari and access it that way by entering your password. Each of you will have some privacy, but you'll have to make sure that you log out each time and set it so that the iPad doesn't remember your password. I I, I must admit, when the iPad first came out, I had this exact same um not issue but i had the same uh complaint let's put it that way that it was really a single user device and it would be nice for my you know um significant other 
yeah. whoever that be, or the girls, to be able to, you know, receive their own emails. And I think emails really is the biggest issue. Um, you can get round it with um, <clears throat> syncing uh, favourite folders and, and you know, I, I think you can get round it w- with Safari because I've linked it up with Safari on the Mac and I've got lots of... Um, the taskbar, like custom uh, big, drop downs. Uh, bookmarks. Yeah, yeah, the bookmarks and the drop downs there. So you could get around that a little bit. I know it's not ideal, but you can get around that a little bit. And, and obviously the desktop, well, it's an iPad. You're mostly in apps. So I know what he's saying there. Yeah. Um, but you know, th- those things are small, but the biggest one for me would be definitely, um, the users, you know, for email. Yeah. Uh, and it's, and it's one thing that I mentioned, but as you say, and Apple would say, sorry, it's a single-user device. Yeah, and of course there's the obvious Apple solution. <laughs> Buy two of them. <laughs> uh, we don't have any feedback from Skype this week. Mystery Caller did not call back in. Shame on you, Mystery Caller. So uh, I think it's about time for us to take he, he our pro- first break. He probably got the wrong number. Yeah, probably. He didn't mean to talk to me at all. He wanted to call uh, uh, the cell phone care center. <laughs> That'll come up later. Uh, we're we're going to take our first break, and when we come back, we're going to have Bill Palmer from Beat Wheat Magazine. But in the meantime, Gaz, stand by to stand by, and we'll be right back. I swear you sound like Tony the Tiger when you do that. <laughs> that morning lights are flashing down the quality control. Somebody threw a spanner, they threw him in the hole. There's rumors in the Logan Bay and anger in the town. Somebody blew the whistle and the walls came down. There's a leaking in the boardroom, they're trying to trace the smell. There's a leaking in the washroom, there's a sneaking personnel. Somewhere in the corridor, someone was hurt to sneeze. Goodness me, could this be industrial? If you're a fan of Apple's iOS devices, such as the iPhone, iPod Touch, iPad, and even the Apple TV, please listen to my new podcast called The Pocket Size Podcast. It's available on MyMac.com and, well, even iTunes if you search really, really hard. Anyway, it stars myself, Scott, and my co-host, Peter. And don't forget about me, your loyal and faithful Macintosh computer. You were going to mention me, weren't you? Uh, sure. Pocket Size Podcast is a MyMac.com podcast. Find it at MyMac.com. Thank you for listening. We won't forget you, the little people. You do know that if I could record and edit this entire podcast on my iPhone, I would do it, right? Ouch. That hurts. I'm going into sleep mode now. looking up the plural of defecating the g-men on the mymac.com podcast and welcome back to the mymac.com podcast we are joined by bill palmer from beat wheat beat beat week magazine guy come on 
Beat Week magazine. Get a, get a grip. Wow. <laughs> oh, look at that. He just hung up. He's you gone. We laughing like a little girl at the top of the show. So um, good start there. Yeah. Well, now Bill, of course, is a <laughs> uh, a, a longtime friend of of not just of the podcast and myself, but of the the site and and everything having to do with my Mac. You actually had your own podcast for for quite a long time. Yeah. Then I realized that wasn't my thing. I mean, I've always been a writer, for better or worse. And that's you know, if I'm if I'm not writing, I'm not living. So the podcast kind of went by the wayside so that I could focus more on writing, which, you know, which I'm not doing today. But, hey, you know, it's my Mac, so I can just – and I appreciate you guys bringing me on. I know less about any aspect of technology than either one of you, and I sleep till noon, and I've been technically unemployed for the past seven years. So thanks for having a, 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 a bomb on the show today. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I think one of the reasons why I like you, Bill, is that is like me, you're also originally from Florida. Yeah, and I'll um, tell you, you know, another Floridian. Yeah, yeah. Well, now, yeah. now next week we're having Don McAllister on, so I'll have two nitwit Brits. So this yeah. week you have to put up with two Floridians. <laughs> okay. You know, it's really wacky is you know having moved out here to to Los Angeles. I, I'm amazed Twice. how many people. Are, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> that we know of. That we know yeah, of. Right. Exactly. Um, I'm amazed how many people here are from Florida. I constantly run. I, I ran into. A, I was interviewing a musician. I'm like, holy crap! You went to the same high school I did. We went you know, to Deerfield. Yeah, like, are you kidding me? How, how do these things happen? Every, I guess if you're in Florida and you want to leave, and gee, well, I don't know why you'd want to leave, but um, no, I'm not know. there anymore. <laughs> Nobody's there. But if you're going to leave, I think a lot of people like me. I grew up and I'm like, well, I'm going somewhere. Well, I need to go to New York or LA for career reasons. <clears throat> um, snows in one of those towns and doesn't. In the, okay, there we go. That's an easy choice. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah, you know, I think that's why so many Florida. I don't know how you're doing it up there in uh, DC area. You know, having well, grown the, up. The weird thing was I actually went from Fort Lauderdale, Florida to Akron, Ohio. So, you know, even even worse. So, yeah, I mean, I, I born and raised in Fort Lauderdale, had never seen snow my entire life. And I moved to Ohio for a job, which was almost a contradiction in terms. Still is. <laughs> You're the one guy who moved to Ohio to find a job. And yeah. <laughs> well, I, I already had one. I already had one in hand. So, so uh, Bill, now you're doing you're doing Beat Week magazine, and I actually managed to say it that time. You did. You did a good job there, guy. Yeah, I like oh, that. No, we, we changed the name a year ago so that you could pronounce it better, and you still got it wrong. I, I still got it wrong. It back to whatever it was before. I can't even remember. But yeah, Beat Week. Um, scary little thing because you know it's it's kind of like I mean there's a there's a restaurant here down the street from me. It's called Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles, and no one understands why they have chicken and waffles as their two things. You know, except that. They make good chicken and good waffles, and you don't have to get both of them, you know. And so Beat Week is kind of in that way. We do um, music coverage. We do consumer technology coverage. We're starting to get into some TV and film stuff as well. But people are like, why these two things? Why the chicken and waffles? You know, they're not the same. I don't know. It's what I like, you know. So that's kind of what we are. It's this mixture of two things that are really cool that, I don't know, not too many other people, I guess, would put on the same plate. Now, this, this is a weekly magazine? You put this out every week or every two weeks? Uh, depends on the time of year. I mean, um, you know, the uh, the tech tends to be pretty constant, but the music is music releases are very much uh, sort of uh, scheduled by season. And, and so, in times like uh, say in, in January um, or December, where there's very little uh, new music being released, um, we you know we tend to slow it down a little bit because that's, that's usually when you're going to talk to an artist is they got a new album they just finished it that you know they're right. putting it out there. They're ready to talk, and you don't have to, you know, spend the whole time talking about the record. But that's that's the time that they're going to make themselves available. 
um, for obvious reasons. And so, you know, we, we do, you know, the, the beautiful thing about not having a front version, putting out digital issues is that you can play with the release schedule however you want. You know what I mean? You don't have to kind of call up the printer and say, well, this is how many issues we're doing. There's, you know, there, there's none of that. It's just sort of, so, you know, so Bill, how, how, yeah. how, do you, how do you conduct your interviews? Do you, do you do it over Skype and then write it down or, or do you try and meet up with the people? How does that work? You know, that's been an evolutionary thing. I mean, back in the beginning, uh, um, almost everything was over the phone. And that's, you know, we don't have a lot of clout. That's all you can kind of get because it's, it's easy for an artist to pick up the phone and call you for 20 minutes and you know, yeah. be in the hotel room. And, um, these days I've tried to leverage leverage that into getting them in person because I've found that it makes for a much better conversation. They're more comfortable. I can do a better job of reading them and make sure, you know, something that ultimately when I go to write it up is more uh, worthwhile reading. I record every conversation and my write-up is probably two-thirds based on the quotes they give me, you know. But, uh, of course, you know, you don't want it to just be sort of them telling their story. You want to kind of, So does, does, does that, is that hence why you're in Los Angeles then, really? Because the, the majority of the, the, you know, contacts are going to be there at some point to, you know, sell their wares, as it were. That's a big part of it, and also the ability. Like people ask me why I live in Hollywood. Hollywood's just a part of Los Angeles. It's actually a very touristy place. It's, it's not even... A particularly wonderful neighborhood, um, despite the connotations. But the reason why I live precisely where I do is it's easy walking distance to some of the best uh, music venues in town. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, a lot of bands they they move out. They don't they don't just come out here on tour. They move out here to try to get noticed by people like me or or you know or hopefully people more powerful than me. But you know that that's a lot of it is going to the shows and sort of finding these artists before they're being pitched to me by some major label because that's if you can do that for your readers and say here's this artist who's really on their way up, they're phenomenal. And tell them all about it, and then they check it out. And then a year or two later, they start seeing them on MTV or on the radio or something. Then they feel like, you know, we've given them some value, as opposed to just saying, okay, well, now we're covering what's already popular. So, so you mentioned that you record uh, the interviews. What? And obviously, I've been taking quite a bit of a look around uh, uh, the website, and I noticed that you've got a tab on there which says iPhone, iPod, and iPad specifically. But what sort of equipment do you use to record those conversations? Is it? Uh, is it? Um, uh, iOS orientated, or is it another piece of equipment that you use? Well, you know, if I'm if I'm doing it over the phone, I've got a um, a Skype in number. So when they're calling the phone yeah. number, I give them they're just calling my Skype, and they're on a the phone, and I just uh, capture that using Audio Hijack on my Mac, and then you know sort of transcribe it into a word processor and go from there. Now, if I'm sitting down with someone, um, I keep saying I'm going to get a professional recorder, but what I'm still using is uh, you know the little uh, blue microphones thing snapped onto an old iPod Nano. Um, you know, and it, it, it looks maybe a little cheesy to use that, yeah. but it's, uh, the quality is phenomenal, particularly in loud environments, which often happens. We backstage at a venue talking to someone, and there's another band, you know, having a loud conversation in the next uh, in the next room. So it's um, you know, I, 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 it comes in handy, you know. Yeah, I I, know. I, of course, of course, you're just trying to capture it. Really, you're not you're not using it to then put it back out. It's just so that you can make sure that you capture the right uh, the right comments, really, isn't it? So. Right, right. And a lot of times people say, well, you've got these recordings, why don't you put them out? And well, that's part of it. A lot of it is stuff that, like you said, you can, I can listen back and I can get every word accurately what they said, but listening to it for consumption purposes would, would be a chore in a lot of conversations, or a lot of cases, even, even the phone stuff. And when it is a phone and it's maybe some famous person who's really busy, they're calling me from the back of a taxi on their way to the airport, you know, because that's, that's the 15 right. minutes that they've got. And, you know, I mean, you know, the audio in, in the middle, they're telling the driver, no, go this way. And, you know, <laughs> it doesn't exactly make for uh, fascinating uh, audio. Right. I'm also a little bit of a disjointed interview. I mean, like I said, I'm a writer, not a speaker. So, and I think sometimes these artists probably, if they don't know me, they're thinking, 
oh, was that a good interview or not? Did that guy ask the questions in an odd order or whatever, you know? But then I've had them come back and say, oh, wow, you know. <laughs> you know, they'll kind of admit to me if I get to know them or whatever that they, they didn't see that right up coming based on the conversation. <laughs> well, thank well, you, I, I think, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's that's good editorial from you, yourself. So how many writers do you have? Is it just yourself or do you have a big team? We've got quite a few people on the tech side. I mean, you know, B-Week seven years old and, and back in the early days, I was doing all the iPod case reviews myself and all that. And I can still do those in my sleep. But you, if you get to a point where it's not your passion, it's time to let somebody else do it. And so we've got you know, a couple of senior editors on the tech side who handle all the iPad and iPhone case reviews. And we've got our app reviewers and all that. So there's a big team on that side. The music side is smaller, I guess, because I've still been doing so much with myself. Now, one of the things I'm trying to do this year I actually just brought on two new people who are going to be starting in April in addition to the one other music writer we have is because I really do not do well interviewing someone whose music just, just doesn't do anything for me. So, have to be my yeah, favorite so, genre. so you want you want like a right. more of a, a rounded view and get some people in there that, that like the kind of music that you personally, you know, don't care for. Yeah, and it's not even it's not even the kind of music. I mean, you know, I mean, if I'm listening just my own time, it's probably going to be rock or pop or sing songwriter stuff. I don't listen to a lot of a whole lot of country or R and B or, or hip hop necessarily in my collection. But I, I do some of those interviews. I get sent some of that stuff, or I come across it, and I'm like, wow, you know, that's you know, even though it's not exactly the genre I usually listen to, it it, it sort of rises above it, and it's got a, a you know, a, what would you call it, a, a broad appeal, and, and you know, Je ne sais quoi. Yeah, what, 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 <laughs> I have no what idea what I that think. means. <laughs> I don't either. So you get away with it. Yeah, well, it, it's French, <laughs> it's and I probably trick. just said something really, really dirty. No, it's a it's a writer's trick. You can use any French or Latin phrase you want. Ninety eight percent of the audience won't know what you're talking about. And, but they think it sounds good. Yeah, but they get away with it. You can be any, <laughs> write some letters down that look like Latin or who, French. Who were some of your favorite people so far that you've interviewed? It's like just from like this year. Oh wow, wow! These are, wow, you're killing me! You're killing me! <laughs> when I get Believe me, none of the, none of them listen to the podcast. Oh no, no, I know it's not out of that. It's more of like, um, oh, how can I say this? Um, sometimes it, I just really enjoy having a conversation with someone because I, I I love their music so much, and even maybe maybe it's not the best conversation, but it's good enough and it means something to me. Mm-hmm. Others are where I just kind of get caught by surprise sometimes, where. I'll talk yeah. to someone, you know, I have some interest in music and I'll talk to him and it just ends up being like, like, um, I don't know. I mean, off the top of my head, I, I got to, I've got to talk to Carlos Santana twice now. Oh, that would, be, had, yeah, I, yeah. that would be a high point for me. I saw yeah, him I, back in 1977. He was phenomenal. It, it, well, it's funny you, you say that. I was, a question just jumped into my mind and uh, you don't have to name names here, Bill, but I once heard someone say, you should never interview your heroes. Yeah, because... there's something to that. It, it, and then, like with, with Carlos, I mean, I had high expectations going into that, very high. I mean, you know, I mean, the first time, first time it was based on the fact that he's Carlos, and, and the second time it was based on the fact that the first conversation was a good one. But yeah, there, there's something to that. And, um, you know, I, I know some people don't even like to read interviews. They, if they find music they like, they don't want to know anymore. They, they, they don't want to find out that that artist is such and such or, or tells stupid jokes or said something ignorant or, yeah. or likes a different football team. It, it, it breaks the illusion. <laughs> For me, I've always been the opposite. Like, I was a guy growing up, you know, and I grew up just before the Internet age where, you know, if, if, if I liked a musician, I, I always wanted to know more about where that artistry came from or, or try to figure it out. And, you know, back then there weren't a lot of resources. Music magazines were about all you could get. And right. so 
you know, for me, and I suppose for people who want to read the kind of stuff I'm doing, I mean, that's the angle you got to be in where you do want to know more. Yeah, sometimes I talk to an artist and maybe it is a little disappointing, you know, either because we didn't connect or because they didn't have a lot to say or they seem shallow or whatever. But I found that it doesn't it doesn't inhibit my ability to still enjoy the music, which was a, a pleasant surprise. Yeah. And on the yeah. other hand, when I when I really connect with someone, man, their music has so much more meaning to me after that. But I can understand how someone you know wouldn't want to do this for that reason. This is this is probably going to show my age far too much. But the, the only group that I really got into like that and wanted to you know read just about every piece of information that I could find about them, and that was uh, ELO Electric Light Orchestra. And it's it it was just one group which I just got into so much, and I just wanted to read every little piece of information I could. And um, yeah, you probably but, shouldn't have told me that, Gaz. <laughs> what is that thing, guy? Uh, I'll find I'll find some snippets to put in soundboard. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go interview them right now. I think. Just to, uh, <laughs> well, ha- have so, you ever have you ever spoken to Jeff Lynn? No, you know the thing about about veterans is, is there's, there's two kinds of living legends or veterans or over fifties or whatever you want to call them. There's those who want a new audience and are still doing interviews, and those who are happy with the audience they have, which I can totally understand. And would see interviews as kind of a chore or even a risk because, you know, I mean, if you're on top of the world, you know, you got the, all you have to do is say something stupid and then all right. of a sudden yeah. people turn yeah. on you. And so you kind of have to take it as it comes with the veterans. And, and what's fascinating to me is like, um, for instance, Crosby, Stills, and Nash. You know, I, I got to talk to uh, Crosby and Nash both separately. All they wanted to talk about was Apple. Once they found out I was an iPhone guy, that's all they wanted to talk about. And Crosby, you know, when we did Crosby, you're supposed to be talking about the, the new CSN tour. And I talked to Nash, and at that point, he was supposed to be promoting his uh, his box set that he did from you know from all his bands in the Holly Gym. That's all they wanted to talk about was Apple. I'm like, okay, <laughs> we talked about Apple, you know. I just wrote in a little bit of, in the background about the other stuff. You never know what you're getting like that. That's, yeah. that's the fun part. Yeah, Graham Nash, uh, big Apple fan. Oh, and I think he's a musician of some kind. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> Yeah, I'd actually said to Nash because I figured I'd done Crosby first, and he was that way, and I figured Nash is probably the same way. I said, "Tell you what, Graham, let, let's um, you know, let's just talk a little bit about your box set up front because once we get to Apple, that's all we're going to talk about. Like, yeah, <laughs> I can talk about that all day. So, right. you know, yeah, that was that was that conversation. But I love talking to some of the, some of the young ones too. I mean, even like, um, I mean, even with Apple Levine, who's someone who, you know, I mean, ten years ago when she was on the scene, I was I was uh, you know working in the school system and that was the music my students were listening to you know the little 12 year old kids would right. sneak it into my computer lab you know um but now it was like it was one of those things where i saw her on on the new year's eve countdown i was on a road trip i was stuck in the hotel and i was watching that i was like oh she's still got it because she did some of her new material I'm like you know she's still at the top of her game i want to talk to her you know she's got you know she's still got it going on there and so you know, from having sent an email the next day to her publicist and back and forth, and then, you know, the album just came out this month. And so next thing you know, I'm on the phone with Avril Lavigne, of all people. And, you know, it's just a totally fascinating thing. And then to find out that she is actually, you know, despite the sort of uh, badass skater girl jumping around kind of image she has on stage in an interview, she's very shy, kind of fragile, you know, and you got you to gotta talk to her. And not that you have to talk to her in that way, but that's, you know. That's, you don't want to scare her off. You don't want to scare off people like that when you talk to them. Right, right. Then they just kind of clam up. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I try to. I mean, I guess if I have a strength of the interviews, I try to. Even even when in, a lot of times the big name of the interviews, it's a limited time frame. They say how much time do you need. You say, and that's all you're getting because they've got another interview scheduled right after that or something. Right. You know. Um, but even even within that, I'll try to, you know, 
try to find the humanity in it because it's it, it's not just a one thing I've learned over the years. I think my early musician interviews, I was treating their album like it was a product, you know, because I'd come from the sort of the technology and the black and white of this is what we're covering. You know, like with Avril, I'd seen a couple of days earlier, she'd said on Facebook or something that, you know, that she was going, doing the Tonight Show, even though she was sick or something. So when I got on the phone, like, Avril, we'll talk about your album in a minute, but are you feeling better, I hope? You know, and I don't know. You know, it's just, let, let me treat this person like a human being that she is rather than the persona that I've seen on TV for the past 10 years, which I'm sure they deal with, you know, far too often where they're not treated like humans. Well, let's, uh, let, let's get back to Beat Week magazine. Now, how, how, you're coming up on your 100th issue. So um, I'm guessing that this has been, what, two, three years in the making to get to this point? Yeah, our first issue was December of 2007, and it's... Uh, well, it's like it's almost four scary. years then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, the way you do anything 100 times in a row like that, you better be getting better at it. So if we're not, then it's <laughs> time for me to move on, <laughs> go back to tech writing or something. But well, it's kind of scary when you see numbers like that. Well, how did you, how did you make the transition from like a, a technology writer because i mean let's face it when you were doing iprong and iprong radio that was all geeky tech stuff and then it just seemed like you went 180 degrees and beat week magazine was was mostly about music how did you come to the decision to make that kind of transition you know i had that in my head and i, I think sometimes people don't believe this but probably go back and pull the original launch announcement or something in, in 2004 when I launched it, whatever, when I, iPod land, whatever it's called back then, we changed the name so many times. <laughs> but I, I said back then, I said, you know, we're going to have the tech coverage, you know, we're going to do iPod, we're going to iTunes, and then we're also going to cover music. And I said that, and of course I spent the first three years not knowing how to do that and just sort of pretending I hadn't said it, you know. <laughs> um, and it got to a point where I, I don't know what it was, but, you know, I'm that guy, and, you know, you call me a dork, a nerd. A you're a dork, you're call. a nerd. Yes, exactly. But one thing I'm not is, is a technology geek. I just never have been. I've always been, um, you know, a, a little – a little. Um, I was like, I go to Macworld and I feel like a little bit of an outcast, not socially so much, but in the fact that most of the people there are talking about specs and, well, they can take it apart and they're jailbreaking their iPhones and right. they're hacking this and how, and I'm sitting there like, this is why you guys use this stuff. That's, I, I you know, that, that doesn't work for me. So I, the music thing may have been just sort of an, a, a reaction on my part to like, wow, I can't sit here and do another podcast where we talk about freaking specs all the, again, really, or, or, you know, it's not that I can't write about this stuff. I just can't. I just can't breathe that, you know, right. that, that can't be why I'm doing this. That it's great for somebody else who wants to do that. who has that passion. He wants to nail down the specs of the next one or whatever, but that, that ain't me. And so I, I think the music was, I mean, I was a music fanatic growing up. I, I, I want to be a music. I, I always wanted to be a musician. I can bang on the drums, but not employably. So I <laughs> guess this is how I, <laughs> this is how I get to participate in the music industry while not having any real musical talent, get to do this for a living. Well, I, I kind of knew that, that tech wasn't your thing when you so very foolishly left us with your laptop and it wasn't locked down. <laughs> I still have that picture, too. Oh, you do? It? Yeah. Uh, for those who don't know, I think this was, uh, what, two Macworlds ago? Yeah, it was a couple of years ago. Yeah, it was it was um, uh, you. Oh, no, it was Tim and myself and, um, oh, God, I'm blanking on her name. And I'm Caroline. Caroline, oh, yeah, she just got married, too. Congratulations, Caroline, if you're listening to the podcast, and I'm sorry yeah. I forgot your name. Um, <laughs> basically, Bill Bill asked us if we would watch his laptop while he you know went off to get a drink or go to the bathroom or whatever. So uh, Tim opened it up, 
you know, fearless leader Tim opened it up. I'm just thinking he obviously didn't know you guys enough. Oh well, no, he did. But for some reason, somebody else to watch my laptop. And make yeah, sure yeah. you guys didn't touch it. He he definitely he definitely blanked because if if he had known the three of us as well as he probably should have, he never would have done this. So we started taking pictures with his webcam and put it on his desktop. <laughs> and there was one with with Caroline, Tim, and myself just making these goofy faces, shooting him birds, and. But we we saw him coming back, so we really quickly you know closed it all back down. And he sits down. He's getting ready to write. He opens up his laptop, and just the look on his face was like, "What the hell is this?" And it was so <laughs> funny. And he still, I still have that picture somewhere myself too. I think I had you send it to me. Oh yeah, you know I've always been that guy. I mean, I remember when we were in high school, I was room with one of some of my best friends on a field trip, and they, I was, you know, came out of the shower and. Where they had all gotten around, just jumped out of me, and I dad just about fell over dead. I screamed so loud they probably thought there was a murder in the hotel. So I don't know why. I should not be saying this to you or to your audience, but yeah, it's, it's very easy to just spook. What you know? What the heck is going on? So maybe you guys were talking to my old high school friends or something. Well, yeah, well, because well, I I, I have uh, contacts down there in Deerfield Beach. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's right. So we were talking about Beat Week magazine, weren't we? I know. I, I, I keep so. doing like like Crosby, Stills, and Nash did, and drifting off to other stuff. That I... <laughs> and that never happens on our show. No, I'm no, doing, never. I'm not doing a good enough job of promoting here, am I? Oh, well, <laughs> well I, you know, I've uh, I've been following the magazine for a long time, and you know, even even if there are particular artists that you have on in a in a particular issue that that aren't my thing, I always find something that I really enjoy reading or or looking at. And you have managed to to take this, and you've gotten sponsors. You've gotten oh, basically a way to to not only pay for the bandwidth, but uh, to to kind of make a living at it, which is more than a lot of writers can say these days. Well, you know, part of that I I, I I don't know if the word is determination or just lunacy. But when I decided, I mean, I started blogging in the middle of two thousand three, and by the end of that year, I knew I wanted to go and launch something like this. And if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it. And I, I was crazy enough to quit my day job and, and, you know, moved into my sister's guest room and cut my cost down to just about zero. And of course, it was right after Halloween. And so I think those first couple of months, I actually lived on Halloween candy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever was laying around the apartment, you know, the house or whatever. Was so you were either moving at 100 miles an hour or just like dead against the wall? Yeah. Sugar yeah, rush. I'm, I'm, Still trying to take that weight off seven years later. But yeah, I, I guess I was insane enough. You know, I mean, you have to be a little bit insane. You have to be crazy enough to think you're going to turn a tech publication into a music publication. Or you have to be crazy enough to think you're going to get such and such artist to talk to you. And they, you know, but just I guess know. it just takes uh, what time and patience. Yeah, I mean, there's that, there's that weird mixture of patience and lack of patience. There's another you know, thing you have to wait for, but the fact that you don't want to wait for them also factors into it. <laughs> you know, if that makes any sense, because yeah. you know, I will go after something I want. Um, I, I kind of got to reel myself in these days and not not do it in, in a, you know in a way that's going to be out scary. of bounds or scary. Well, well scary's okay. Hey, scary's <laughs> fun. Are you kidding me? First time I talked to Carlos, who was in person, I wasn't nervous leading up to it. I was only worried about getting my notes right and getting my you know making sure everything I you know and then doing it it's like being on a roller coaster goes by so fast you don't even realize what happened right I thought wow okay that went well I just interviewed Carlos Santana then I left and I went outside behind his hotel room and barfed you know <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even much of a vomiter you know but it was it was you know it hits you afterwards it's like wow 
Yeah, they're really? once once the, uh, the the rush hits. Yeah, and it starts to sink in of like, like that just it's like that cheesy movie line like that just happened, you know. <laughs> but you know, I also I also got to keep in mind that it, the reason I'm I mean, regardless of why I'm doing this for myself, the reason why I only get to keep doing this is if I can, you know, please my audience enough so that they stick around. So I mean, that that keeps you grounded. See, oh look, awesome interview! I better go home and write the living heck out of it so people read it. <laughs> Well, well, we're we're speaking with Bill Palmer from Beat Week magazine. His 100th issue is coming up very, very soon. And, Bill, where can people find the magazine? Uh, In your face. Yeah. No, it's uh, (laughs) beatweek.com. It's our website. You can go on there and grab the issue and get the the whole thing. I also want to – I know we're we're running way long, but I also want to stress that every article in the magazine is also available separately on the website. We push them out as daily content, you know. And spread them out. So even if you don't want to go download the big PDF or you can't get it on your device or whatever, you know, um, there's, you know, you can get every single article just by going to beatweek.com each day. So yeah, because you, you, you don't actually charge for the magazine, right? You, I was just going right. to say, yeah, I was just going to say, God, tell them how much it costs. It's free. That's the best part. <laughs> every every <laughs> it's all it's all it's you know it's a sponsored it's a sponsored magazine. So you know he doesn't have the paywall up like you know so many of the publishers are trying to do right now. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, the more you charge, the less your traffic's going to be. It's a exactly. simple equation. So we go with the theory that, hey, let's everybody read it, and then we can, you know, we'll make the money on the back end instead of taking um, that out of um, your pocket. Bill, have you been, have you been thinking about producing uh, an app at all to, to get it on a iOS devices? Or? Uh, definitely going to do that at some point. The problem is that even the sort of million-dollar publications have gone and done a magazine app. None of them seem to work any well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking... Am I going to be able to, you know, at this point, I've talked to app developers and, you know, sort of interviewed them on it. And I haven't hit on anyone who has a better idea than what I can come up with. So, you know, I, I'd rather kind of go slow and get that right for the long term than yeah. be the first yeah. to dive in. And, and make a mistake, out, yeah. Yeah, once you put out a crap app, you, what, are you going to come back three months later? Well, now we got it right. Well, you know, that doesn't <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. Good point. So if you go to beatweek, dot com. You can find not only the 100th issue. Uh, now, when is that coming out, Bill? Yeah, on Monday, April uh, 4th or 5th, which, whichever one of those dates Monday is. But I'm doing okay. a good job of promoting her. <laughs> I don't know what it's coming out. I'm sorry. Who the hell are you again? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Beat Week. Beat. I'm here. I'm having trouble saying the damn name again. Beat Week Magazine at BeatWeek.com. Bill, you going to hang around for the third section? For the podcast? Yeah, sure. How much you pay me to be on here? Uh, let me. Th- we're going to pay you exactly <laughs> what you charge me for your magazine. That's about what I'm worth. So. <laughs> yeah, I'll stick around. Just don't, don't expect me to know anything. That's fine. How, you'll fit right in with us. So, <laughs> everyone, please, for the love of God, stand by to stand by, and we'll be right back. What kind of love have you got? Okay, I don't know about you guys, but I'm standing by to stand by. Am I, am I supposed to do something while I'm standing by? Then See, the noise you just heard just got mail on my iPhone. That's because I'm a huge tech fan. I'm a fan of technology, and as such, got a new podcast called, coincidentally enough, Tech Fan. 
My name is Tim Robertson. I'm the host of the show. We've got David Cohen, another ex-MyMac.com podcast host. So it's just a continuation of what you're hearing here on MyMac. We broaden the scope just a little bit, including not just Apple and the Macintosh and the iOS devices, but, you know, Google, Microsoft. Nokia. If it has to do with technology, we're talking about it. So I hope you give us a chance. It's Tech Fan. You can find a listing to it at mymac.com. It's in iTunes, free of charge, not going to cost you a dime, unless you want to send us some money, in which case, uh, make it out to cash and uh, just email me and I'll get you that info. Hey, it's Tech Fan, mymac.com. Peace out. Yeah, that was stupid, wasn't it? Uh, I'm never doing that again. Nope. Mayo. She cried to the southern wind By the light that was shooting in Every dream in her heart was gone Headed for a showdown Bad dream of what's your name Looks like we're riding on the same train Looks as Going commando on morality. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. And welcome back to the MyMac.com podcast with, well, it's myself, the Gaz of the Maz. We've got Guy and our special guest is still here, Bill. Well, I hope he's still here. Y'all are really dumb enough to let me hang around for the third second. <laughs> yeah, hey, you know, we <laughs> maybe, I'll, maybe I'll learn something. We have oh, yo, not from this show. <laughs> we have we have we have no Never. shame. We have shame. no shame. What is it? <laughs> well, we've got uh we got a couple things to talk about here before we uh and I'm I'm going to manage to annoy not only Gaz and Bill but everybody before this segment is over, I'm sure. Uh the the first story is about a bomb threat at Apple's Sacramento facility. Uh, apparently, uh, it led to the evacuation of three buildings while emergency personnel searched it. The buildings house operations for refurbished products, returned equipment, finance, and human resources for Apple. The three buildings were at Apple's Sacramento campus and were evacuated around 9.30 a.m. Pacific time on Monday, March 28th. There were no bombs. However, the three buildings in questions were buildings A, B, and C. The bomb scare itself was brought to you by buildings D, E, and F, along with the number six, and was created by the Children's Television Workshop. I actually have a note in here saying make sure everyone knows it's a Sesame Street joke. <laughs> I was going to say, but somebody must have been really pissed about having to wait in line for an iPad. To to <laughs> I'm not getting one. Nobody is. They're all going up in flames. I can't and, get my iPad. You all must die. And, and guess what, guy? What? I actually bought an Apple TV and a time capsule from that store. Oh, what, from the refurb? Apple's uh, refurb? No, no. no. Isn't, isn't there a store in Sacramento? Oh, have you been out to Sacramento? Oh, yes. Oh, well, yes. well, this well, this isn't the the Sacramento Apple Store. Oh, it's a facility, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's ah. they have these like they call them campuses, but they're you know it's it, it's almost like military installations. I think sometimes. <laughs> well, I haven't been there then. <laughs> and uh, well, because I, I, actually, all I ever hardly 
anything I buy from Apple is new. It's almost all refurb just because it's yes. it's so much less yeah. expensive. Me too. Me too. Uh. And uh, last weekend, while you were at your sister's wedding, I had to go oh, over. Oh, oh, you no, I'm talking to Gaz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, were, were you at it? Were you at his sister's <laughs> wedding? Yeah. No, Bill wasn't there. Oh, okay. I thought he thought he might have been. He gets around. He could, yeah, actually, he could have been. Yeah. Well, I've got a uh, an iPhone 3GS, and uh, the battery on it was definitely dying because it would get to about 40% and then just go off. And I, I, I found a local place here to D.C. called the Cell Phone Repair – or sorry, the Cell Phone Care Center in North Arlington, Virginia. And the only reason why I'm even bringing this up is because, I mean, just great service and friendly people, and I'm giving them a free plug just because they were nice guys – uh, rush job on the battery, and this wasn't bad. Cost me about seventy bucks plus tax, and it would have been a little bit less, but uh, it was rush. So they did it straight away for you. Yeah, yeah, right away. And when nice. I when I when I found I found them through Google, and when I first brought up their site, I thought well, there's got to be like a background window open or something because I was hearing this this really annoying song, and I finally realized it was embedded. In the site. So when you go to the site. Oh, and, no. And it's, it's cellphonecarecenter.com. This is what oh, you hear. Kind of reminds me of um, uh, creditreport.com. You know what I'm talking about, Bill? That band is on the cover of the next issue of BBC. They're really good. What can I say? I know. It's, it's just it's snappy. It don't matter. I even know some of the words now. hate websites when I go to them and they automatically play music like that in the background. You can't turn it off. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, they, they do have a uh, stop button in the player that's embedded oh, on the site. So you can't, you can't stop it. Good. You can go to cellphonecarecenter.com, and when the so music they, starts, they, 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 they did the a real button. good job. They did a real good job on Guy's phone, but the music, well, that sucks. Well, uh, just, but doesn't that remind you of that creditreport.com, those creditreport.com commercials, Bill? Yeah, and uh, thanks for putting the creditreport.com song back in my head. Well, it, it's, the Renaissance it's, Fair one in particular is my favorite. <laughs> uh, I think uh, I think the one where he's working at the uh, the fish and chips place that that was a personal favorite of mine. You have fish and chip shops over there. <laughs> well, a couple. Uh, <laughs> Arthur Treacher's. Uh, Arthur Treacher's. Long John Long, Silver's. Long John Silver's. <laughs> well, anyway. Uh, after I got my cell phone fixed, I went over to uh, one of the local Apple stores there in Clarendon, Virginia, and this was like the first chance I had to play with a, with an iPad 2. And they actually had them there in the store. As long wow, as, that- yeah, as long as you wanted the Verizon one. They didn't uh, have any of the AT&T one, ones. They didn't have – the only ones they had were the, Ver- the, the Verizon 3G ones. They were out of every other model. 
Except, uh, well, I've heard that's kind of bit of a repeating story across the US. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So apparently, uh, AT&T and Wi-Fi models are flying out the door, but uh, Verizon ones, not so much. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> and I finally got a chance to play with... Uh, with iMovie for the iPad. Now, I actually, even though I don't have an iPad 2, but I am a glutton for punishment, I went ahead and downloaded it thinking that, that there had to be some way that I could get it on my iPad 1. And there is. Yes, but, there is. But it's so annoying yeah. if you manage to get it on that I decided not to do it. Um, the, the program itself was, was, was kind of well laid out, easy to use, but there were a couple of things that I didn't like about it. Now, you can bring in music from your iTunes account or from other parts, but once it's there on a track, the only thing you can do is adjust the volume for the entire track. You can't do like cuts in the audio tracks. To well, that's not so good. No, that's, that's not, so not so good. Because like with with a lot of with a lot of movies, you have kind of loud music during your titles and everything, and then as as that kind of rolls off, you've got you know people speaking and the but and the music is still playing in the background, but it's at a much lower volume. But you can't do that with iMovie, or at least not the current version of it. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I haven't played with it, so I can't, I can't comment. But that's, I think, you need to be able to do a little bit more. Uh, um, well, I mean, it, it, music, it's going to evolve. It's going to evolve now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. So definitely. I'm back to uh, as far as for the next Mac World, probably I'll probably still be using First Video from. Um, uh, whatever the hell the name of that company was that makes that first video app. I can't remember off the top of my head. Do they have a song, too, on their website? Probably. Um, yeah, here it is. <laughs> oh, no. No, no. no. <laughs> I'll stop. I'll stop. I'll stop. Oh, my God. It's like being on a morning show in the middle of the afternoon. Everything going adequately? Very adequately, sir. I'm virtually bursting with that equatulence. So... Adequatulence. Adequatulence. Oh, and I have one more to play here. We interrupt this program to annoy you and make things generally irritating. Anyway, so on to the next story. Aren't you glad you stayed on, Bill? Oh, yeah, because I could, I could be out on Hollywood Boulevard right now, you know, <laughs> being, I, I don't know. I anything. Like anything. Really For, when, when, when people ask me questions like that, I normally say, yeah, I could be cleaning the U-bender by toilet. Yeah, please let me do that instead of listening to the theme to cell phone care center again. Now, anyway, you had a question for me. Uh, did I? Mm. Oh, oh, yeah. Talking about iPads released in Europe. Yes. Yeah, I, I love the. Yeah, you said iPad two queues in Europe with many sent outs, and then he's put Gaz comment, and I've said, yep. <laughs> so thank you and good night, everyone. <laughs> yeah, I heard. I heard Apple. There's a rumor that if if the iPad two keeps selling out in nation after nation, Apple might actually build a few next month. I'm oh, that sure. would be nice. Well, no, I, I think I think they had three of each model at at, at, at launch. Like three, really? <laughs> you, you didn't know the iPad two was going to be a hit. You didn't make some. Like, well, what what the people in Bulgaria don't know is they're going to take all of the Verizon ones that didn't sell in the U.S. <laughs> and send it to Bulgaria. It's like when it's like when they print out the, the, the shirts for both Super Bowl teams and one of them loses, and they ship them off to poor kids in another country, and they're wearing shirts that say like Seattle Seahawks Super Bowl champ. <laughs> like, the Verizon iPad, you know. 
Sorry, we bet on that one. Nobody wanted it. Yeah, well. just, just, just to follow up that with a little bit more, a little bit more knowledge. Yes, there were lots of queues in Europe for the iPad. Um, it sold out, and it's currently in the on a three to four week lead time on the UK website. Website. So now, there did, you go. Did, did they bring the price down like they they said they were going to? They in some kept, of those web. Those yeah, websites? they brought it. They brought it down from I think it was about four hundred and twenty nine previously, and they brought it down to the under the three hundred uh, under the four hundred mark. So it's now three hundred and ninety nine pounds. Okay. Did any of the other products change in price as well, or, or did they all no, stay the same? not at this point. Not at this point, which was something I was commenting on last week with the exchange rate. But I, I think they'll do that if they're going to do it, and it's part, and you know, if it's part of a, the ongoing exchange rate um, adaptation, then they'll do it at any refresh. However, it could just be that they wanted to get that first iPad under the four hundred pound mark. Okay, um, so moving on from that. Uh, the Worldwide Developer Conference dates for Apple have been announced. It's going to be June 6th through June 10th at Moscone West, same place they had Macworld this year in San Francisco. According to the announcement, it claims that the future for OS X and the iOS operating systems is going to be laid out. And according to uh, some that follow these things more religiously than I do, no new hardware will be announced. And, of course, uh, we're talking an event that's two and a half months away. And Apple has naturally not said a word about, you know, other than talk that they're going to talk about operating systems, and a lot of things can change in that time. That, that's right, Guy, but the interesting thing is that it, a lot of people, I think, were speculating that they, they might be bringing out the iPhone 5 then, and now I'm seeing a lot of a lot of discussion about the fact that the iPhone, there might not be an iPhone 5 until autumn, um, you know, later on in the year, if there's one at all. Well, do you think that... Uh, the They'll announce the iPhone 5 and iOS 5 at the same time, or, or do you think that well, they're, they're going to wait? Well, your guess is as good as mine, but I, I mean, there's lots of reports coming from manufacturers saying, oh, Apple haven't um, you know, ordered all this equipment to start building the next model, this, that, and the other. So, um, you know, but it's all, it's all hearsay and yeah, rumor. Yeah, speculation. So. And the speculation is, and you, you know, your last part of the statement, you know, it's still two and a half months away, and we know what Apple are like. And I, I think to a certain degree, they're starting to play that game again. You know, um, secrecy causes lots of uh, rumors, starts lots of discussions, keeps Apple's um, name the, the name of Apple. That's right. You know, so they know how to. They know how oh, to. I don't think any. I don't think there's the another tech that company that that plays that game as well as there Apple does. There isn't. And, and, and you know, and it's all our fault as well. You know, it's your, yeah. Well, your, I mean, your, here we are. We've been we've been doing this. This uh, you and I anyway have been doing this podcast now for for uh, over a year, and we just talk about all things Apple every single week <laughs> well, because we love it so much. Guy, guy, yeah, the, the, yeah. The, uh, yeah the, uh, the clues in the name, mate. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. The mymac.com my podcast. It's not your Mac. It's my Mac. <laughs> Otherwise, we'd be like the the Beat Week podcast. It just doesn't exist, or you know, <laughs> talking to myself out my window for an hour yeah, each week. We, stand we down below and you can't make well, it. Well, ha- have you ha- have you thought about having uh, some of the staff members start a podcast to talk yeah, about you know, the magazine? I, I think about that, and then I think about they'd have to stop doing this or that. I mean, the thing is, you know, and I don't want people to get the wrong idea. Like, just because I don't do a lot of tech writing, we have a phenomenal tech staff to handle. Like, sure. Our, our next issue has like a preview of all the iPad two cases and all, all, all that. You know, what it's like to upgrade from one iPad to the next one and all that, but. You know, do I really want to kind of pull somebody off of that to have them do this other thing? And, you know, I don't know. There's, there's so many directions we could go in, but sometimes the best decision is not to kind of go in a direction that's going to pull you off in another direction you know you want to go in. 
Or I'm just yeah, really I, lazy, I, one or the other. Yeah, I'm well, sure. it looks like you're still having fun covering what you want to cover when it comes to, certainly it looks like more iOS devices on uh, on the website. And uh, actually, you've got a coverage of a, um, a stand that uh, was on the mymap.com uh, website. So uh, one that Guy owns. Um, oh, yeah, the Compass. Yeah, the Compass uh, iPad stand. So, um, and but it looks like you know if you're if you're doing what you want and you know you're happy with that and uh, the readers don't mind that being interspersed with the the music, then uh, hey, if it works, chicken and waffles, baby. Absolutely. <laughs> well, who, I'm gonna have to go eat there for dinner now. Just this. <laughs> who, who wrote that article uh, on the Twelve South Compass? Let's uh, see. It's a good question. Um, looks like that was Dana. Dana Carvey. Dana Carvey writes for us. No, Dana, we've got one of our, one of our, one of our senior tech editors is, is popular enough in the social media world that she's actually just known by her first name. Ah. So, yeah. So, I mean, when you got that, you know, she, she's, you know, on more lists on Twitter than I am, so bring that on. Because you know. <laughs> it really is a great stand. And it, one of the things is because Gaz and I, as, you know, we, we talk about the stuff that's coming up on MyMac.com each week, and there for a while it seemed like there was a, a real glut of iPad cases and iPad stands. And most of them, as I looked at them, and especially when I went to Macworld and was kind of looking at some of these things that the companies were putting out, it was like, I wouldn't carry that around. You know, not so much a case, but something to, like, prop it up. Some of these were, like, super elaborate. Okay, well, you know, slot A into port B, and then you give it the jaws of life, and it just pops right out, and you, there you go. It's like, well, what am it's I going to do? It's like you're making an origami stand, right? Yeah, exactly. And you have to make it while you're sitting in an airplane seat. So, <laughs> well, you know, the, the thing about the iPad being new, and it happened with the iPhone before it, and then the iPod 10 years ago, is that, you know, companies are just guessing at the beginning what people might want. And whether people don't yeah. realize it or not, they're voting with their dollars. And then yeah. a year later, the next products are based on the ones that were selling the best. And so, you know, it's sort of the weird guesses tend to go by the wayside. And now, now I think we're seeing some more iPad accessories that line up with more with the way people want to use them because, you know. Yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, hold on a second. Somebody uh, at your door? No, no. I'm, I'm reaching back behind me. You writing another song? I was. I, I can. <laughs> Callhelpcenter.com. I can. Don't. Please. Don't give that man a challenge. Uh, oh. Okay, no, I won't do that to you guys. <laughs> at least not for more than five seconds or so. Um, I was I was at Best Buy a couple days ago. How much did it cost you? <laughs> they've you can't got, get out of that store without swiping the card. Right? Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, <laughs> they've got this brand called Rocketfish. And I bought an iPad uh, case keyboard, Bluetooth okay. Bluetooth case and keyboard, and it's the iPad keyboard capsule by Rocketfish. I have not even taken it out of the box yet, just because I haven't had time. It was uh, it was like a hundred bucks, but it it really is kind of neat. You're able to, and because Gaz, from talking to Gaz, one of the things that I haven't liked about these keyboard cases. <laughs> Is that you're basically you're stuck in landscape mode. You can't yeah. uh -huh. like bring it up into portrait mode. Well, this actually lets you do that, though you have to kind of pop it out and, and prop it up. But it lets you do the thing that I wanted something like this to do. So I went ahead and bought it. So so and that's why review. Bill? <laughs> I haven't even taken it out of the box that's, yet. That's what are you going to do, Bill? I in bought it. Yeah, I bought, I bought it. it. That's bought it. In a couple of weeks, in a couple of weeks, there's going to be a full review on the mymac.com website. Or it's just the review is going to be I returned it. Yeah. yeah. 
I got my money back. I got my money back. And just to piss them off, I did this. Okay, no, I won't do that again. Maybe. That's what nope. she said. <laughs> I'm getting a lot of lot of play out of that this week. Um, These guys better be paying you because if they're not, well, you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even get a discount. Send them an invoice now. Yeah, as a matter of fact, once once they sponsored the episode. Once the show is live, I'll I'll uh, I'll send the guy an email and tell him where it starts and and where it all just went to total hell. Yeah. In the first 10 seconds. You yeah. had me on, really. <laughs> now, um, I, I, that, that's kind of it for, uh, for stories and stuff this week. Uh, we, uh, we typically do an app recommendation, Bill. I don't suppose you have a, a, an app you'd like to talk about. Oh, God. Um, yeah, I'm just throwing uh, yeah. this at you at the last minute. It's funny because every time, every time I'm, I'm on a, a tech podcast, we always do the app recommendations in the end. Sure. And the guy's like, oh, oh. I don't have a lot of third-party apps, and it's probably not wise to admit, but uh, <laughs> okay, well, his, I'm his, on my iPhone all the time, but most of what I'm using is like the built-in apps, you know? Yeah, so, uh, so, so which is your favorite app, then, that you use, the built-in one, then, uh, uh, Bill? Well, I don't know. I quite like the email app. I guess I kind of live in that <laughs> one. Um, all right, Bill recommends <laughs> Mail by Apple.com. <laughs> <laughs> the Twitter app is getting better. Um, Facebook app, yeah. Boy, I sound like my grandmother, and she's not even alive. So, so, so really. you're you're on the Facebooks. I'm on the interweb. And, uh, <laughs> I invented we'll get, the internet. We'll get the contacts in a minute. So I like the weather app. It's right about half the time. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Gaz? Uh, well, actually, this week I've gone for Sketchbook Pro, uh, which is a drawing and uh, painting app. Uh, for the iPad, uh, it costs four pounds ninety nine or seven dollars ninety nine cents, um, and the link will be in the show notes. But You're it's a, darn it's right a great, it will. It's a great, it's a great drawing app, and we've been using it for a long time. Uh, my uh, my app this week was actually recommended last week <laughs> by Gaz. <laughs> and it's the it's called Gravity Guy. I don't know why that why that just kind of pulls me right in. Uh, Could it ask your name in it? Yeah, it, it does. The, the funny thing, wow. the, the funny thing is, Bill. I mentioned it, and he said I bought it, and I thought I, I don't even seen it. And I thought <laughs> well, I'm not buying that. I was just mention it because it's a bit of fun. And he says what's I it bought called? it. I, what's the name again? So I can recommend it next time I'm on here. Gravity guy. That'll be my pick next time. <laughs> <laughs> Gravity and, Bill. Yeah. It basically, <laughs> you're this guy that somehow, for whatever reason, you're in jail and you escape. And you're trying to to get away, and there's a guy chasing you, and the the That's landscape. A guy to me. Yeah, yeah, well, of course. It's it's a side scroller, and the as the landscape goes along, you hit you know some part of your iPad, and the gravity switches from up to down. So you you basically like transpose from one platform to another, and there's parts that are missing, and you will just like fall off and, and die if you don't switch the gravity at the last second. And there's this guy that's always chasing you. When he gets close enough, he kills you. So that's Gravity Guy. It's an iOS <laughs> game. It's like Cannibal, but with science fiction and violence. Yeah, the guy kind of looks like um, Mega Man, if you remember the, those games. <laughs> Do you remember that game, Bill? We came all this way to have a retina display screen so we can play games that look like they're from Atari 1978. <laughs> yeah. And I'm all for it. Hey, as, as long as it's not as long. Wait, hold on. Ah, darn it. As long as it's not. 
dear. What I love is that that was Freddie Mercury, the greatest singing voice of his generation, and he did that theme song, the worst theme song in the history of mankind. Well, it's all right, because it was the, one of the worst movies of all mankind. I guess, I uh, I well, Plan, too many, Plan, Plan 9 from Outer Space is, is there somewhere, too, but Flash Gordon was just a terrible... Terrible. I just want to know what Queen was thinking. Like, here, we got you know, I'm sure they get thousands of those offers. Exactly. The one they took. Well, the, the only thing I could think of he was thinking of was Cha-Ching. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> and, hey, you know what? More power, too. Yep. Oh, uh, we were talking about an app, Gravity Guy HT. <laughs> uh, it's from miniclip.com. It's $1.99 for the iPad version at the iTunes store. Go and get it today. Uh, Bill. If someone, even after listening to this podcast, wanted to get a hold of you, how would they do so? Uh, my phone number is no, um, <laughs> Bill Palmer at bbeek.com is my email. Love hearing you know anything, especially if you got you know an album or something. You know, send me your music. Love to check it out. And my Twitter is at beatweek. After years of being at Bill Palmer, I just decided to be an ass and change it to at beatweek. So that'll show everybody. Yeah, I know that'll confuse them, which is the whole point. Yeah, bweek.com, you know, the 100th issue is Avril Lavigne. Alice Cooper is in there, I forgot to mention that. Uh, Aaron Lewis from Stain, Sebastian Bach from Skid Row. A bunch of cool iOS tech stuff that I had nothing to do with, so check it out. <laughs> check it out. The tech stuff is cool because Chick I had nothing to do with it. Chicken and waffles. Chicken and waffles. Yeah, I, I, I need a coupon. I need a coupon for chicken and waffles. What about you, Gaz? Well, as usual, they can contact me at gaz at mymac.com or on twitter.com forward slash gazmaz. And I've, I've heard that I can be reached at guy at mymac.com or twitter.com forward slash macparrot. backward slash. I thought just oh, your you, account. You just, you just drowned out his squawk. Oh, I'm no. upset now. I'm upset. <laughs> I was doing a real... All right, let, let me rewind the tape. <laughs> Twitter.com forward slash Mac Parrot. <laughs> and of course, we can also be reached. <laughs> and another fine episode of My Mac ruined by Bill Palmer. No, 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 no. Believe me, I've, I've, I've ruined oh, no, more we, we, My we Mac. We do that every week, Bill. Don't worry. Oh, yeah. I know. I just wanted to take credit for something. Oh, okay. Uh, well, okay. You, you can take credit for Beat Week Magazine. <laughs> Uh, you can also reach us through uh, feedback at MyMac.com, and Fearless Leader Tim will get that to us. And we have a Skype number that all of you so far have managed to avoid like the plague, and that number is area code 703-436-9501. Did you get Act that number, Bill? Five per customer. Wait, what, did, what was that, Bill? Act now, limit five per customer. Call in the next hour, you get the Ginsu knives. You got to sell it, you know? And we'll double it if you call within the next five minutes. We'll double. We don't have to double anything. We'll double it. <laughs> don't even care what it is. <laughs> Whatever it is, we've just doubled it. Great. And just double every number in the phone number and try that. I can't find a 17 on my phone. And I, I could double annoy you with the cell phone jingle again, but I won't. And I think, uh, I think this is where we have to say goodbye. It's so Goodbye. sad. Oh. Goodbye. 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 <laughs> Get one more in there. <laughs> All right. Goodbye. Bill, thanks Goodbye. a lot for being on the show this week. Oh, thanks uh, for having me. I, I hope you uh, your time. <laughs> I, I hope I didn't annoy you too much with the cell phone jingle. 
Um, well, I'm sure there's always future opportunities. You're going to have that like playing out of your backpack at Macworld next year, aren't you? Just walking around the show for that song and be playing out of a boombox mounted to your shoulder. So. <laughs> oh, believe me, somebody somebody would would attack me and beat me to the ground if I if all yeah, I did I'd was fl- walk I'd, around. I'd fly over, especially to beat you up. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to get guys. You need to get gas in Macworld, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, you have to come to Macworld, Gaz. I know. Just to beat up guy. Just to beat up me. <laughs> Good, because I'm going to need some help with that. I've seen how big the guy is. <laughs> uh, all right. We're going to go now. Thanks, everyone, for downloading the show. Uh, please, uh, if you have a moment, go to iTunes and leave a couple comments. There are, I think, uh, three new comments over in uh, iTunes for reviews, guys. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. And I don't have their names, but I'll, I'll have them next week. So uh, thanks for downloading, and we'll see you all next week. Thanks for downloading the MyMac.com podcast. Please send all feedback to feedback at MyMac.com or call our Skype number and leave a message. The phone number is 703-436-9501. If you enjoyed the MyMac.com podcast, make sure you check out the other family of podcasts, all from MyMac.com and all free on iTunes, including... The Geekiest Show Ever, App Minute with Sam Levin, and Tech Fan with Tim Robertson. It's Bill Palmer from B-Week Magazine, and I can't wait to listen to Guys and Girls. Wait, what? Guy and Gaz? I'm not listening to Guy and Gaz. Those two clowns, Gmail on my Mac podcast, then they let me on there sometimes. I really don't know what's wrong with them. So check out my Mac podcast at uh, some website or something, interwebs. Bye-bye. There once was a man from Havana kissed a girl on a player piano. At the height of their fever, her hand hit the lever, and yes, he has no banana.